How would you like to get yourself a brand new copy of our free digital enlightened book right now? You can grab yourself a copy. The book includes insights from some of the world's top dot leaders and the core book itself. And once again, you can get yourself a copy at thisisthebook.com. Again, thisisthebook.com. And when it asks for a code near the top of the page in relation to the enlightened book, just use the code best ever you all lowercase and all spelled out, and then you'll have an email come along. Just confirm on that email, and the book will be immediately on its way to your inbox. Enjoy, and I hope you have a magical day. Hi, everyone. This is Shelly, a.k.a. The Phoenix. Are you ready to be motivated, educated, entertained, and inspired? Well, you have come to the right place. Now get your pen and paper ready because you're listening to the newest episode of the Conversations with Passion radio show with your host, Corey Poirier. Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier. So excited to be back with the latest episode of the show Really excited as well to have a returning guest with us today. And so, Tammy Braswell, really excited to have you here. And, Tammy, as you know, I always like to take this as the initial approach, which is to get uh, people to um, tell us a little bit about their journey and backstory, because I never like to assume that uh, previous listeners have heard them uh, on the show before. So I guess that's where I'd like to start, Tammy, if that's okay, is to get you to tell us just a little bit about your background and journey. Well, um, Thank you for having me here, Corey. And um, well, my background is that um, I've been experiencing energy and uh, the spiritual plane since I was a young child, and I didn't realize what it was that I was experiencing most of my life when I was younger until about the age of 13, and I had a really profound uh, experience with my mother's deceased brother. And that really changed a lot of things for me energetically and in my understanding of what had been happening in my life. And so since then, I've been on a journey of exploring more of that for myself and my own personal growth and to help others on their journey because there's a lot of people out there who are are experiencing things that they don't talk about and they don't understand fully necessarily. And I think more people are opening up to it um, now than ever before and um, I also do intuitive channeling and high vibrational healing, and all of that just keeps evolving and expanding. And it's very exciting for me to be able to experience this for myself and to share it with clients and other people that I get to um, interact with on my journey through this lifetime. And so my business, uh, Create by Vibration, allows me to be able to coach and teach and um, offer services that help others in in and on their journey as well. So I'm really excited the opportunity to get out here and talk about this kind of information and um, you know op- offer that to the listeners and to people around the world. I've worked with people all over the world. The opportunity to have their own growth on their journey as well. Awesome. Well, Tammy, before I jump right into the meat of things, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, which is, uh, you know, I think it's, um, from my perspective, I think it's something that I'm always curious about because 
I never like to assume, but uh, mm-hmm. it seems like we're moving in the direction now where people are becoming a lot more comfortable with, you know, talk about, um, you know, well, whether it's energy or whether it's, you know, in terms of how we can uh, make ourselves a priority, which is what I want to talk about today as well. But it seems like people are, are again, becoming a lot more open these days. And I guess you would know that a lot more than me in terms of what you hear when you start working with somebody who may be skeptical at first. But do you find people as a society and in general are becoming a lot more open to, let's say, alternative uh, modalities and alternative options for achieving what they're trying to achieve and being a better version of themselves? Yes, I do. I think it's a time as a whole for all of us. Um, I'll talk energetically and vibrationally. So the vibration of the planet, of all of us, our consciousness is is raising. So we are opening up more to who we really are and who we came here to be. And um, so people are seeking out how do they do that. Excuse me. How do they do that? And um, just one second, I'm going to take a quick drink. Yeah, no problem. Okay, they're seeking out how do they do that. They feel like there's something more there, like a nudging or an internal calling that is inviting them to step into something more. And so there is so much information out there now that is opening up that people can seek. Um, We've talked about in, in other interviews that I've had with you about the importance of who you're looking for and, and what they offer. So that's important because energetically, when you work with anyone, you're allowing them to work in your energy field. And to me, that's one of the most intimate types of work that we can do because that's really deep um, and personal and um, at a higher level of who someone is. And sometimes even in the work I do, <clears throat> I discover and uncover things about people that they don't even know about themselves. So you really just want to investigate and research what who you're allowing into your energy. But it is more some uh, of a topic that people are really looking into and more excited about because there is so much out there. So, Tammy, I, I mentioned that I wanted to talk a little bit about the importance of making ourselves a priority and uh, and also saying yes to ourselves and, and our desires because I know that a lot of people struggle with that, but I know obviously mm-hmm. the difference it could make if they didn't struggle as much. Uh, so maybe let's start there and, and perhaps I can ask you, why is it important uh, for someone to say yes to themselves and their desires or at least start that process? Well, that's a great question. Um, just to, to start, we have a conditioning that starts when we're we come into this world and it comes from our parents and society and religion and all that. And it kind of is telling us who we should be, what, what we should want in our life. And, you know, the path that we is most acceptable to follow. And I think all of us are pretty much aware of that be born, go through school, get married, have a life and then retire. So that's pretty <laughs> much life that everybody is conditioned to, to live. And so we also have been conditioned to um, put ourselves last, generally, at least uh, the generations before the millennials, for sure, have been taught to, you put everybody else as a priority and what you want, what you desire, kind of goes on the back burner. 
unless there's an opportunity for it. But generally, we don't find those opportunities because everybody else needs something or there's something else going on. And we've forgotten how important it is to say yes to ourselves and yes to our own desires because it allows us to live in the fullness of who we are and who we came here to be. And life is really about being happy, feeling good, and experiencing all of it in your life. So, you know, it, 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 how we feel about ourselves is reflected in all of our outer relationships. And not just with other people, but with money, with our health, with everything about our life. And so if we don't value and respect ourselves, then we're not going to receive that from those outer experiences either. So it's important that we show the world and everything in it how we value ourselves. And what we desire is really important because it's just as important as what everybody else does. So, you know, living a life that's more satisfied and fulfilled uh, allows us to be able to actually give more to other people. And so if our goal is to really, you know, help others and to be more than giving to ourselves is a very first step that's important and something that we aren't really always taught to do. So I guess, you know, that, that brings up a, maybe a follow-up question to that. And this is something I, I ask this question because I'm actually working on my latest TEDx talk. And it's around the idea of, you know, that we, the fact that so many people don't know their why, you know, and, and there's a lot of statistics to back this up. But at the same time, I really believe some of the problem or challenge with that, it's not anybody's wrongdoing. It's that people that, like, for example, parents and, and in schools, they don't know how to teach people to find their why. You know, it's not something yeah. that we've really uh, been sort of taught. And so it's how do you teach somebody else if you haven't really been taught it? Uh, but mm-hmm. I ask this, Tammy, in the sense that you had mentioned it's not something we always do. Do you think, um, in terms of us saying yes to ourselves and our desires, do you think that the challenge is, is that we're not being taught it or shared it because most people in our life either haven't gotten there yet themselves or if they have, they don't know how to teach somebody else to do it. Like, do you think it's a matter of almost conditioning because of the fact that, you know, we're living, uh, you know, each group, each generation can't teach something to a generation they don't know. And if the majority of the people don't know how to do that or struggle with it, then obviously it means that a lot of people are going to struggle with it. Do you think that's kind of where it started from? Yeah. Yeah, that is. And like you just said, you can't um, teach someone else something that you don't know. and so a lot of us don't haven't well we haven't been taught each generation hasn't been taught to love themselves to make themselves a priority and to live from that place and understand the importance of living from that place because again if you love yourself if you value yourself if you respect yourself then you're able to do that with and for others and then to show them how to do it and each generation is just living from a place of I don't necessarily want to use the word ignorance because it's not saying that, you know, that they aren't knowledgeable, but they don't have this awareness. And if you don't have an awareness, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You can't function from that place. So this kind of information that we're bringing forth is very important for people to hear so that they now have a new awareness and go, whoa, you know, I can change that pattern. I can change what future generations understand and know. And it would be incredible if this was taught 
in school, if this was taught more out there and it was something that was important, not just history and not just math and all of that, but to love yourself and to care for yourself because you really add much more benefit to those around you in doing so. Well, it's interesting. There's a great, uh, you know, I, I personally at least, uh, I mean, whether a person is a fan of certain people or not, it doesn't to me dictate whether they should like uh, an insight by them. But for me, uh, for instance, Oprah has this quote that I think is a brilliant quote that says, "If you once you know better, you do better. Yeah. And I think that's some of the challenge sometimes. If you don't know better, it's hard to do better. But once you know better, obviously it makes it a little easier. And so, uh, saying that, I think if, if, if we knew it, we, most people would want to, would want to do it. They'd want to say yes to themselves. They'd want to say yes to their desires. They'd want to have, obviously, a more fulfilling life if they, if they knew how. And, yes. and or the other side is if they knew the reason, what's the benefit? You know, whenever I talk about finding your why or your passion, there's so many countless benefits. But if a person's not there yet, or they've never had that experience of what it feels like to know your passion and what it feels like to wake up every day ready to take on a new day because you're so passionate. If you don't know what that's like, then you really don't know what you're missing. It, it you know, there's not as much of a, a fear or a, mm-hmm. or a worry about losing it because you don't really know. Is it, is it that great or is it just something that somebody's trying to tell me is great? So, yes. you know, so saying all that, um, I'd love to ask as well, um, in terms of, you know, why, you know, so when we talk about desires, uh, you know, needs obviously come into that as well. So why is honoring your needs and then we'll add in your desires? Because obviously, uh, you know, that comes down to almost like a need and a want. You know, some things we really need in our life and some things we would love to have. So why is it important to honor, I guess we could say, both of those? Well, both are, are important to live in our fullness um, and in a, in a balanced state. So you can you have your needs, which are usually you know food, water, shelter, those kinds of things, and then your wants are the things that actually help you to expand more as a human being, and on a spiritual development or a higher level as well, because they allow you to open up to more of what you're capable of, more of what you know your creativity, your your knowledge, your wisdom, and all of that, that allows you to tap into your greatness. And so, yes, fulfill your needs because those help you, your human body function in the world and to be here, but your wants are, are like a deeper desire of expansion um, on an energetic and spiritual or soul level, however you want to look at that, however you're comfortable with that. So I guess, you know, we talked and you mentioned, uh, Tammy, in terms of why it is important to kind of say yes to yourself and your desires. But the other part is, um, why do you want to love yourself, which is, you know, I guess in some ways a little bit of a different thing. Love yourself as a priority, um, not just, you know, saying yes to yourself. Like, why is it important to love yourself? Well, really, by loving yourself, you show up in your life better. You show up as a better version of yourself, as the best version of yourself, because you value yourself and you trust yourself and your choices more when you love yourself. Often people are very indecisive and they're not sure, you know, is this the right thing for me? And they flip back and forth between things. And and I used to be that like that years ago. I couldn't even decide on a shirt or, you know, silly little things sometimes. And if 
those are hard to um, decide upon, then think of the bigger choices, you know, um, that we have to make in life. And by being loving yourself and really tuning into what you want and how you want to experience your life, then you're more able to trust yourself and you become more decisive in your life. So you're, you're ready to say yes to the things that feel good to you and that will help you always become the best version and be the best version of yourself. And, and also in loving yourself, that is showing others how to treat you. And we function from a vibrational frequency, so it's like a radio station going out. So if we don't love ourselves and we don't value ourselves, then people treat us like that as well and and if you can relate to feeling like you're being taken taken for granted or um you know people use you or anything like that that's a level of you not loving and respecting and honoring yourself and the moment that you shift that then the people outside of you will treat you differently as well and we can break that down into areas of your life so your body responds to how you love it by being more healthy and vibrant your finances finances expand and grow when you're loving yourself because your value increases. And so does what comes your way in wealth and abundance. And your relationships improve with others when your relationship improves with yourself because the most important relationship and the one you'll always have, it will never leave you, is the relationship you have with yourself. That is the one that goes everywhere with you and does everything. It's the common denominator in all of your experiences. So being able to really tune into yourself and what you want and and who you're being will translate in every other area of your life. And so I guess then, uh, Tammy, when we talk about love and loving yourself, I guess the other curious, uh, question I have or curiosity I have is around why, you know, your experience at least, why people have such a big challenge with that because, you know, it, it's, it kind of amazes me sometimes. I don't realize it until I really pay close attention, but there's a large percentage of people that struggle in the area of, you know, not just loving themselves, but even taking a compliment about themselves or, mm-hmm. or you know, having somebody say, you look nice today, even that alone. For some people, it's, you know, right away, their instant gut response is, yeah, right. You know, I'd all, what, to me, all I did was this or all I did was that, rather than, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, actually thinking, you know what, maybe they're sincerely actually saying they feel I look good today. And so I guess my question is, why do you think that has been such a struggle for so many people for so long? Uh, you know, and, and, and I mean, I guess we could factor in, is it maybe something that, that's been passed down to them? Is that the norm? Or is it that um, it's just one of those things that inherently is hard for us to do? Or have we, do we feel we've been burned so many times that now we don't believe when somebody's saying it? Like, what do you think is sort of the, the root of that or some of the root of that? Well, a lot of that has to do with not feeling good enough. And so, again, like we talked about that conditioning that comes down through the generations of and their lack of knowing that that even really is being um, perpetuated generation after generation is, you know, living up to what others expect of, of us rather than just looking at what we want and desire for ourselves. And so we look for validation, approval, and acceptance from everybody outside of us. 
And if we don't receive that, then we don't feel like we lived up to something. So then we don't feel good enough and we're not seeing our own value in that space. And so becoming aware that of the importance of loving yourself and stepping into that space allows people to now start viewing themselves differently. And it can be challenging because, again, we're not taught how to do that. So now it's a new kind of practice to do and, and to look at ourselves differently. And there's things like mirror work. Um, this is usually challenging for people right right in the beginning, but it will help to shift how you feel about yourself is to look into the mirror. And like you just said, you know, people have a hard time sometimes accepting uh, compliments. So actually speaking to yourself in a mirror, like you'd want other people to speak to you. So compliment yourself. Tell yourself how great you are. And don't expect it from anyone else. But what you'll notice is when you start doing that for yourself and allowing yourself to receive that, Others will start doing it, too. So here's something I want to ask you, Tammy, before I continue down the, the rabbit hole that I started with this, uh, the idea of, um, you know, putting yourself first and your priorities and loving yourself. But I mentioned in passing the idea of discovering your why, you know, we'll say maybe a.k.a. your purpose. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I've discovered in my work with and research with people that have discovered their purpose or their calling is it seems like, and I'm speaking from experience here as well, because I spent the first portion of my life not having a clue about my own why, and then it seemed to, uh, once I started uh, understanding it, it changed everything. So I would say that I personally had more confidence. I, um, you know, was able to, for lack of a better way of saying it, love myself a lot more, all because I started doing what I was really put here to do. So I've seen a big shift myself that way. I guess I would get... I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. Like, do you think things like figuring out our why, why we're put here, do you think things like that get us to start looking at things in a more positive light and can sort of shift our perspective? Oh, yes, of course. Because before that, like you said, you just didn't know. And oftentimes we feel kind of lost when we don't know really why we're here or, you know, what it is that's our passion or our purpose. We feel like we're just kind of, like, moving through life. So when we start to discover that we get in tune with it and live from a different place. And do you feel like you loved yourself after you found your why or or in during the process of it or before? Because – go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no worries. Uh, so interestingly, and, you know, and it, I guess it's the challenge of, of defining the loving myself part because I guess it was a, a two-part thing. The one I personally – I guess I I felt I loved myself before that, but I struggled with confidence and I struggled with even uh, anxiety, thinking that, you know, I I guess, first of all, you know, if I I was in sales, so I had a hard time taking the rejection and then I would sort of beat myself up over it. Why didn't I win that deal? And then that sort of escalated into anxiety and other things. But I felt it all rooted from the fact that I kind of felt like, for lack of a better way of saying it, the way people say, why am I here? I felt like Mm -hmm. that was playing into it. Because what happened is once I started discovering my passion, people would say at work, you seem happier, you seem more confident, you seem to be a different person almost. And so I guess I would say I probably loved myself before that. I don't think I struggled with that as much, um, but I certainly beat myself up a lot more, and Mm -hmm. I didn't put loving myself as a priority, if you will. Okay. 
Yeah, so well, when people are finding their passion, it, it there is a, a benefit of tuning into you and your desires as a priority because that helps you get clear on what what direction to go. Because oftentimes when we're insecure and don't have the confidence, we're not necessarily willing to step out and do do our passion. Like, you know, the, the area I'm in, energy work and, and all of this kind of stuff is when I started it, you know, 20 some years, 20 plus years ago, it was a little more unusual to people. So I was just the weird person. And it took me quite a few years of really building my own internal strength to be be able to step out and say, no, this is really who I am. This is why I'm here. And this is how I live my life and love helping others live theirs too. And and so that it was a combination of the two for me. So, well, and, and, and go I, ahead. Sorry, not to interject. I was going to say what um, – Part of the reason why I asked that as well, Tammy, is because I've noticed even myself a major difference in that whenever I used to talk to people about, let's say, you know, what's going on with our energy or, or you know, how this is impacting that, I would have kind of rolled eyes and, you know, have uh, the idea of, oh, here, Corey's at it again and all that kind of stuff. And now the difference is I find just as many people that were doing that back in years gone by, I have just as many people that I'm associated with now that are asking me more about it. You know, they're reaching mm-hmm. out and saying, or even it could be even as simple as, you know, I know you meditate. Can you talk to me a bit about that? Because I've had a lot of people say that I should try it. You know, and they, they wouldn't have even asked that before. Like, it's just like the, the whole new comfort zone with it. Yes. Well, but, energetically, too, when people, when you start doing something, that opens the space for others to do it. And when you are more confident in it, it allows them to have more confidence to step into it. Like they're not alone. We don't like to do anything alone. We don't like to be the first one. I find even when I go to places that there's like a cake or something, it's always challenging for people to be the first one to cut it. So now I just go cut it and everybody else goes me. Totally can appreciate that. And, and yeah, I, I mean, I think part of it too is we're always worried about being judged and rejected mm-hmm. and, but what we find out, which is interesting, is that uh, people aren't paying as much attention to us as we thought they were. You know, I hate to say it that way, but, you know, a lot of times we put build all this stuff up like, oh, they're thinking this about me, they're thinking that about me. And sometimes we'd be surprised how little they're thinking about us at all because they have their own worries and their own things they're thinking about. And that doesn't necessarily always surround us. You know, it's not always, they're not always focused on us as much as we sometimes think. So, you know, I think sometimes that's even um, amazing for us to discover is that people are, are sometimes focused on their own thing and it's not about us and they're not talking about us behind our back and all those kind of things that mess with our psyche. Yes. and But that would also be, um, from how I would share it, is that those are the ways we feel about ourselves. So we, we could take a little bit of, uh, you know, internal stock as to what those are that we're worried about somebody else feeling about us or seeing us as, and then to help work on how we view ourselves. Those are indicators of how we view ourselves. We're only ever worried about somebody else seeing something because that's how we feel. So I guess then, uh, Tammy, in terms of, because you we talked about the, the idea of why it's important now, we've talked about meaning why it's important to make a, make a priority, make ourselves a priority, love ourselves, start saying yes to ourselves. 
I guess there's the other side is how do we know in some ways what to say yes to, meaning how do we get clarity on what it is that we actually desire and what we want to experience more of? Because, you know, it's easy. It's one thing to say yes to uh, to your priorities and desires, but there's another side of it is knowing what that desire actually is. So what do you recommend to people in terms of gaining some of that clarity? Well, um that's interesting that you share that. Yeah, clarity is very important because often we're walking around hoping that something shows up. Generally, we we look to outside experiences to show us what we want to experience more of rather than deciding for ourselves what it is that we want to experience more of. That's why tuning into loving yourself and what your desires are helps to bring, start to bring more clarity. But that clarity comes from thinking about what it is that you want to experience more of in your life. And a lot of what I notice about um, people is that, again, that conditioning is we look to what we don't want. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want this to happen and I don't want that to happen. So we've really been conditioned to go to that side rather than say, Oh, I want this. I want to experience more of this. And until we get more clear on what that is, even if it showed up, we wouldn't know it was right there in front of us because we don't have enough clarity to recognize it when it's there. One that I find a lot of, or even in interviews I used to watch of people, they'd say, so what do you want more of in life? And they go, success and happiness. Well, those are very subjective terms and very broad. What, What does that mean if an individual can get more clear on what does happiness look like for them? then when things are showing up that bring happiness into their life, they can identify them because, oh, yeah, that's something that makes me happy because they're more clear on it. Or same with success. Success happens all the time. I mean, you got out of bed this morning. That was a success. It depends on how you want to look at success. So um, I have a little exercise that you can do, too, where you take a piece of paper and draw a line down the center And on the left-hand side, write down all your don't wants and really, you know, put them all on there about relationships, money, um, your job, your health, everything I don't want. And then on the right-hand side of that line, flip those into what you do want and add all the do wants on that side. And when you're all done, fold the paper in half and only refer to the do want side because energetically – what you focus on, you get more of. So if you're focusing on your don't wants and you wonder why they keep showing up, that's why. So instead, flip it over and start focusing on what you do want and start to notice that showing up instead. Love it, because that's so practical, and, and that's where I think a lot of people struggle is with the practical side of how do I make this all work and, and bring it all to life. And, you know, one of the things, Sammy, I run into a lot is people say, how – like I. I've discovered that the most common, well, I'm going to say in the top three most common traits among the highest of achievers is they understand the power of no, and they understand why it's important to say no to some things so they can say yes to other things, because, of course, every time we say yes, we're saying no to something else. So, you know, we have to choose what say no and a yes to us. How do we do it delicately, and how do we make that choice, and then how do we sort of say no in a way it doesn't offend people? But what people say to me all the time is, well, how do I know what a yes and no is to me? And so going back to your point about the gaining clarity importance, you know, I share with people that for me what I had to do is I had to actually put together what I call a purpose statement 
around what is it that I'm trying to accomplish and achieve. And I figured out the five things I was trying to do regularly, and by doing that, it becomes so much easier because I now have the clarity on what is the yes and no to me because what I do is I'll say, okay, if somebody asks me to do this or if this comes my way or if this opportunity comes up, what I ask myself is how many of these five is it? And if it's one of these five, it's the easiest no I'll ever say in my life because it's, it's mm-hmm. not going to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. If it's five of those or four of those, it's the easiest yes I'll ever say. And when I take this approach, I almost never have regrets. But I struggled for years with a no and a yes until I got clarity around what is a no and a yes to me. So I think that's so yeah. important. Yeah, that is. That, the clarity is big. And, again, I think that's part of the whole conditioning. We're really not taught to be clear because, you know, I mean, for many years ago, I used to not be that clear. And like I said earlier, the indecisive, like, you know, picking out, a, should I buy this shirt? Should I not buy this shirt? I mean, that's a pretty simple thing. So that made it challenging when bigger life things came along. Should I do this? Should I not do this? And it also stems back to the loving yourself, too, and tuning into what it is that you want, because then you make choices based on that um, that central point of, yes, this is, like you said, that those five points, this is the direction I want to go. This thing takes me in a direction that I don't want to go, and but I'm clear on the two, so I know when to say yes and when to say no. And you don't have regret, and you feel, and a big thing about all of that is guilt. Guilt comes into play. People feel bad if they say no to things, but when you're more clear on, on what you want, it's easier to say, no, this, that's not right for me or, you know, that's not the direction I want to go. And then it's easier to say it in a way that you feel good and you let the other person or other situation know that that isn't right for you. Absolutely. So, Tammy, as we start to wind down, I uh, I wanted to ask you about, because, you know, and I, 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 so this is a preface to this question as to why I'm asking this question, but, you know, when you think about and talk about all that we're, we're chatting about here, one of the things that, um, you know, that people struggle with is being exhausted or depleting themselves or putting too much of themselves out there. Um, so, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on the idea of loving yourself. Does this allow you uh, to sort of be less depleted and, and give more? And, and you know, because the struggle sometimes we have is we're already giving too much of ourselves. And then when we give more, I mean, we get to a point where we're burning the candle at every end. Uh, so, you know, you talked about the importance of loving yourself. Does that help you with this? Like, does that help give you a, a bit of a, you know, a bit of a more, let's say, uh, a place that you can, you can withdraw from rather than if you're trying to give and give and give and you don't even, you know, maybe you're not even loving yourself in the first place. Yeah, most definitely. Um, as we talked about earlier, you, you can't give that which you don't have. And most people have been conditioned to be giving from a, an empty container. So we keep giving, 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 and don't fill ourselves back up. And, and so we're depleted, and then you've got all these physical issues that come up uh, such as fatigue and and autoimmune deficiencies and all that and I believe energetically that is all indicating that you are functioning from a place of depletion you're giving from what you don't have and if you want to look at that from more tangible type things you you don't give people money that you don't have or don't feel you have for yourself you don't give people food that you don't have that you don't feel that you have for yourself Um, so that works for the intangible things like time and love and 
your energy. You don't have the energetic resources to be giving if you don't give them to yourself first. So loving yourself says, I'm going to give to myself so that I can fill myself up to full and give from an overflow rather than a depletion. Because if you want to, your car doesn't run with no gas. Your cell phone, when the battery dies, you're, you can't make calls, you can't text, you can't do any of that. So when your battery is low, you can't be doing anything either. That's often why people get taken, you know, down or whatever. They get really sick. And, and those are the type of things that say, hey, you've got to pay attention to me now because now it means that I'm limiting what you can do. Uh, from a you know a health standpoint or an energy standpoint, and then we have to reevaluate how we can function in the world, as opposed to filling yourself up by loving yourself and giving to yourself first, so that you understand how to then be able to give from the excess, the overflow of what you've created to others, and you don't feel depleted from that, you don't feel exhausted from that, you don't feel any of those, you know, you don't feel stressed from that because you actually have so much. You're giving away the excess, not you're giving away only what you have or less than what you have. So that is very important in the whole loving yourself to be able to do this from a more vibrant place as opposed to one that you're exhausted in. So, Tammy, as we sort of bring things to a close, I I always have three questions that we ask each guest. And, you know, I believe we asked you at least one of these three before, but I'm thinking it, it can't hurt to ask you them again because of the fact that, uh, you know, we get uh, – it seems like we we have different answers depending on where we are in our life. So, you know, it's been, it's been a while since I probably asked you these questions. So I wanted to get your thought on these three areas before we let you run. And so the first one is – and we talked about it a bit in passing here, but per- purpose, passion, your calling, your why, whatever you want to label it or call it, do you think it's important for us to – search for and find our calling or our purpose and if so why do you think that is well i've come to know that we don't have to search for it as much as open up to it because it's already innately a part of us and so it is really just tuning in and allowing yourself to open up so that it can it can express itself and then it doesn't feel like we're out there trying to catch something we're allowing it to be expressed but it's very important because that's why we came here I mean we're here to fully experience and express who we are and our magnificence and our beauty and all that we have to offer where each person here in existence is very integral to the whole and we all benefit the whole, and we all offer something unique to each one of us. There isn't no person on this planet that has the same gifts to offer or the same, you know, specialness or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and so we are here to to discover that, to uncover that, to allow it to express itself. And we feel that fullness of life, like satisfaction and fulfill, being fulfilled because we feel like we're we're doing what we came here to do. And so how does success, how do you define success in terms of, I guess, personally or professionally or both? Uh, to me, I mean, when I was younger, I always thought it was some grand thing. When I got to this grand thing, then I'd be successful. Or the conditioning where if I had this certain house or a certain car or something that represented 
outer success. But I've come to know it now as it's anything that I put my um, mind to doing or anything I want to accomplish if I accomplish it, no matter how big or small it is, and, and to appreciate myself for for accomplishing it. So in regards to success, it really is just about um, allowing yourself to appreciate whatever it is that you set your mind to accomplish or uh, achieve and allow yourself to appreciate yourself for that and know that even if it's a small thing or a big thing, it it's a success for you. So success is whatever we want to see it as. It's not just achieving only the large things in life, but enjoying life as a whole and knowing that you are doing the things that make you feel good, you're living your passion, and that in itself is a success. Awesome. So, Tammy, my very last official question, and then uh, I'll give you a hint that my follow-up question, my, my question after that is simply going to be how we can learn more and if there's anything else, to see if there's anything else you want to share with our listeners. Uh, but before we jump ahead of that, my last official question is, if you could sit across from a younger version of yourself, Tammy, uh, you can pick the timeline because you would know where you were at in that timeline and where maybe you may have been struggling at a certain timeline. Um, if you could sit across from yourself and give yourself one piece of life advice based on what you've learned in the years since then, what do you think you might tell that younger version of yourself? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, I think everything that I've already experienced has led me to this place, and I really am grateful for all of it, even the – the parts that weren't so great at the time, I would just say, you know, always be the best version of yourself. Know that that you are enough, that you um, deserve the best in life, and that tuning into that space of loving yourself and functioning from that is so important. So I would tell myself, love yourself more. Know that you're enough and enjoy life. And be the best that you can be in every moment of it, and it'll turn out great. Love it. So, Tammy, I promise that was the last official question. The unofficial question is, how can we learn more, connect with you further, and do you have any last things you want to share with the listeners before we let you run off and keep making magic in your day? Yes, uh, I would like to share a free gift that I put together uh, that goes off of the um, depletion and overflow, helping you to fill up your personal battery, if you will. So it's called Powering Yourself Up to Fall. And this is a guided energetic exercise audio meant to assist you in calling back all those scattered pieces of your energy so you can bring yourself up to a full charge of your energetic resources that allow you to feel centered, have greater focus and clarity, and feel more in control of your time, your choices, and your life. And you'll be giving to yourself and others from that place of fullness and overflow. And you can receive that free gift by going to my website at createbyvibration.com forward slash conversations with passion gift. So again, that's createbyvibration.com forward slash conversations with passion gift. And if you know you want to gain more clarity specific to where you are, or where you want to be, um, then I invite you to contact me and request a complimentary soul discovery session where we'll help you do just that and your next action steps to get you on your way. And again, that's through my website, createbyvibration.com, 
or you can email me directly at Tammy at createbyvibration.com. Awesome. Well, Tammy Braswell, this has been an absolute pleasure. And I will say, listener, dear listener, if uh, if you decide to take Tammy up on either of those options, make sure to mention that you heard her on the show. So uh, that way uh, she knows and has a little more of a backstory uh, that you may have heard a little bit more of her story and, and some of the great work she's doing. So let her know as well. And, and of course, feel free to let us know your thoughts on this episode also. Uh, as uh, listeners, as you know, you can find out more and, and connect with us further at email conversations with leaders at gmail.com. So, Tammy, this has been an absolute pleasure once again, as I expected and as I figured it would be. Uh, I just wanted to thank you in closing for spending the time with us today, being so gracious and helping us perhaps take a little bit of that energy back for ourselves in our life. Well, thank you so much, Corey, for having me here. It's it's always a pleasure, and I'm so excited that uh, – can reach out to your listeners this way and help them to have a greater awareness of who they are and how they can create a life that they love to live. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, Tammy. We'll we'll catch you, uh, as they say, on the flip side. Well, that's all, folks. That's another great show with a few great concepts and ideas that might be just what you need to get your ball rolling. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'd like to thank a few people for helping make this show possible. IB Trade Show, go to ibtradeshow.com. Engaged Leadership, go to in-engaged.ca. Permadry, guaranteed solutions for leaky basements, go to permadry.com. Sites and Bytes, your site for great service, sitesandbytes.ca. Oxford Learning, never stop learning, go to oxfordlearning.com. Smile Dog, your receptionist, go to smiledog.ca. Thanks again for tuning in. On behalf of Corey Poirier, I am Marco Kelly, and this has been Conversations with Passion. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.